And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it at Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Mitch Sherman with us from The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, how's your Tuesday? Thanks for a few minutes. It's been a nice Tuesday. Some good comments from Nebraska football players in Lincoln at Memorial Stadium, and uh, we're moving through the week. We are. Northern Illinois uh, awaits under the lights Saturday at Memorial Stadium, and the message today from uh, most of the players, if not all, Mitch, that were in, at the podium was, well, trust in a word. And it seems like, uh, despite the start, they're still on board uh, in this, uh, well, this rural tenure. Yeah, and you'd expect no different. They're not going to bring players in who are disgruntled, and um, <laughs> the players are going to definitely go with the party line when they're in front of the cameras. And I, I don't have a reason to believe that that things are amiss in the Nebraska locker room. I mean, this is very early, not just in the season, but also in what is a, a rebuild, a reboot for, for Matt rule. So the, uh, yeah, the players that we heard from today are on board with what the, what the coaches are doing. You know, they're behind Jeff Sims, who's had a lot of struggles in the first two weeks and, and they're ready to, you know, ready to turn things around in this opener Saturday night against Northern Illinois. At least that's, that's certainly what we're hearing from them. Um, you know, sometimes there are other things that are happening in the context of a team, but, you know, I think this one's pretty straightforward. Mitch Sherman is with us here from The Athletic. It's Hale Varsity Radio. And Mitch, whenever you, you look ahead at the next two weeks and, and what the player's task is, do you think it matters how it looks against Northern Illinois and against Louisiana Tech? Or, or is the only thing that matters getting a win whenever you look at these two teams and where Nebraska's at sitting at 0-2? Is the, is the eye test going to be important against Northern Illinois? I guess both from the, the coaching staff's perspective and from the fan perspective. Well, I think the predominant thing is to get a win, and that comes above all else, is to get a win this week and then get a win against Louisiana Tech next next week so you can even your record at 2-2 two and two when the Big Ten gets hot and heavy against Michigan on September 30th, and then you have to go on the road to Illinois. But that's that's down the road. Right now what's in front of Nebraska is Northern Illinois and, and a couple of non-conference games. And right, getting the win – most important thing. And, and then, yes, I, I do think how it looks is, is, has some value, some importance. Um, Nebraska could be in a position in two weeks where it's two and two and everyone is feeling much better about the situation with the team than the way they feel today uh, based on how those games look. Or I think Nebraska could be in a position at two and two in two weeks where there's a lot of hand-wringing that's still taking place, uh, in part because you know what the schedule is setting up to, uh, to look like, but also because of, of the way that these games go. So um, it's not like it's style points necessarily. I think it's more just um, boring stuff, like not having unforced errors, which we saw uh, a lot on Saturday at Colorado. Mitch, you know, what, what do you think this offense can, can – become uh ideally let's let's paint that identity with what their strengths may be it's just two games you know it's been a lot of self-infliction by the offense with turnovers but flip it around say things get cleaned up and they try and ramp up that's the goal for Michigan and beyond uh what's what's going to be a strength uh well I think it's it's a convers it's a different conversation in 2023 than it is for the long term with Matt Rule. 
Um, but we're talking about 2023, I think, here. And I think this is an offense that can be defined by its, um, you know, its, its running game, um, the short passing game, its, um, it, the, the work that it does to be a fundamentally strong group. And that we've not seen that in weeks one and two. But I think the ability is there. Uh, the players are there. The experience at a lot of positions is there. In some cases, the talent is above average. It's not through the roof. It's not Trey Palmer like we saw last season as a wide receiver at Nebraska. Um, but there's enough talent there for Nebraska to win games that are on this schedule. Um, and I think it's a blue-collar offense. That's probably what the identity is if, they, if, if you're talking an ideal world. It's not uh, an offense that is scoring 35 or 40 points a game, but it's one that plays complementary football with its defense and allows its defense to do the things that it's all that, that Tony White and his crew have already shown. And, and, you know, that's be a disruptive unit. They have things they want to work on too and, and, and help the offense by generating some turnovers. But um, right now the bulk of the task in being a complementary football team is on uh, the Nebraska offense, which hasn't held up. It's, it's part of the bargain yet. Mitch, is there, dare I, dare I utter, winnable games on the schedule? When we look at the Big Ten West, we'll know more about Minnesota this weekend as they head to Chapel Hill. But can can Nebraska still get to six based on what you see on their schedule? I know that's a tough question at zero and two. Yeah, I mean it's it's not it's you you don't you don't cash in the chips right now and say, all right, completely reevaluate after two games. What can, what can, what's the new goal? Because six isn't going to happen. That's, that's no, that's not where they're at at this position. I mean, they lose on Saturday. I think you can start to have that discussion. Uh, that's not a place that Nebraska wants to be. That's not a discussion that Nebraska in any way or anybody associated with the program wants to have, wants to be having uh, on, on Saturday night. So if you get this win and you get the win next week, then it's four four wins the rest of the way to get to bowl eligibility, and sure, I think it's 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 possible. Um, it's there. It's going to take a lot better play than what we saw at Colorado and at Minnesota. But this was the beginning. Haven't even been home yet. Um, let's give them a chance to get their bearings, develop some confidence, and it's always possible. Um, maybe even likely when you look at Matt Rule's track record, that this can be a better team, a different team in October and November. It's Mitch Sherman with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. And Mitch, as it stands right now on a Tuesday, who do you think trots out as Nebraska's starting quarterback on Saturday night? And that's a loaded question because we're not quite sure what the health of Jeff Sims is going to be. And I think we can assume a healthy Jeff Sims is likely going to start on Saturday, but what's the feel that you're getting as uh, we begin this week? Do you think it's going to be Jeff Sims? You know, today on Tuesday, I don't really have a feel. Um, the players the players weren't talking today about who took snaps at practice. I don't know that we'll even get that answer tomorrow from Marcus Satterfield on Wednesday. I think he's going to leave it to Matt Rule, who talks again to the media on Thursday morning. And by then, we'll have a sense of who it's going to be. I, I, I came out of Monday, out of the, the press conference on Monday with the head coach, thinking that there was – maybe a slightly above 50% chance that you'd see Heinrich Harburg as the starter. And part of that is just based on the fact that 
these ankle sprains are tough. And if it's a high ankle sprain, and that's kind of, I don't think it's a bad high ankle sprain. This is, and this is paraphrasing Matt Rule yesterday. He mentioned high ankle sprain after the game Saturday. Yesterday, he didn't walk that back, but he also didn't play it up. I think a a bad high ankle sprain or even a normal high ankle sprain is something that can really set a, uh, an offensive skill player or a defensive skill player or alignment, you know, just a football player back uh, two or three weeks. And if that's the case, then I don't think they'll send Jeff Sims out there because if you take away his running ability, you take away his strength and they don't want to put him in that spot um, after, after the way the last couple of games have gone. So I don't, but after today, I don't know. Um, it's, it's, uh, I'm going to wait till Thursday um, at the latest, maybe, maybe Wednesday afternoon to get a sense from the OC on, on uh, how I feel about the way it's going to go. Fortunately, I don't have to predict it. I just have to show up and, and see who's there. Mitch, when we talk about the portal and getting, you know, a difference maker, we've, we've said the name Trey Palmer uh, in the interview mm-hmm. and, you know, first touchdown of his NFL career last Sunday for, Tampa uh, for yeah for Tampa's narrow win over Minnesota I want to flip it over to the Sims conversation and what do you think Nebraska saw in Sims i.e. rule and and Satterfield when they decided to go that route I mean we 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 know his size and athleticism but as far as what he could do for their vision on offense that's it at the beginning is just you look at him and he's six foot four he's 220 to 30 pounds He's got a, a big arm, um, unrefined, uh, his arm, but it's a big arm. And I think that they, they, they looked at it and they said, this is something that we can work with. These are tools for us to work with. And right now, they didn't know what they had to work with. There's been a lot of revisionist talk about Casey Thompson this week. But you remember when, when Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield got uh, their feet on the ground at Nebraska – last winter and the transfer portal was open and you had to make decisions quick. They, they didn't know um, not only about Casey Thompson's health, they didn't know about his status on the team. And if he would, if he would choose to, to come back for another season. So they had to act. Um, You can't blame them for acting and looking in the portal. Now, if it doesn't work out with Jeff Sims this year, or if it continues at this rate, then you can blame them for the choice that they've made. But it's, um, you know, it was a matter of, of one, they had a little bit of familiarity mm-hmm. because Jeff Collins is a guy that Matt Rule trusted and they had coached together. And Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech coached Jeff Sims. And Rule had watched him play because he watched Collins' games. And he had heard from Collins, who believed that Jeff Sims could be somebody that helped Nebraska. So uh, if you get an opportunity to take an athlete uh, who's got a lot of tools and, and your coaches who believe in your ability to, to develop talent, then that's a good place to start. Um, you know, I think they were looking at the positives and not so much at the negatives, which were Sims' injury history, and we've now seen that crop up, and also his propensity for turnovers, which six of them through two games is not where you want to be. Mitch, do you get the feel that Nebraska thinks they have the quarterback of the future in Daniel Kalen in that 2024 recruiting class, or do you think Nebraska, I mean, there's been a lot of smoke about Anthony Rizak and how he's performed uh, this senior year in the past couple of weeks. Do you think Nebraska hedges their bets and, and goes after a guy like Rizak or maybe another quarterback somewhere else in the country? I don't think Nebraska's going to, right, right now, right here today, and I know Anthony Rizak, a quarterback at Omaha Westside, which is just bursting with talent, and, and you know, there's there's Power 5 prospects all over the field. And um, not only that, there's there's a couple of guys from Omaha Westside who are getting playing time as true freshmen at Nebraska this year, and Jalen Lloyd. Um, and the kicker, Tristan Alvano. 
Um, so it's not a place where you want to burn bridges if you're the Nebraska program. And, and Nebraska's invited Anthony Rezac to come to, to, come to Memorial Stadium on Saturday night. Um, he's looking for his first Power 5 offer. And I, I don't know as a quarterback that it's going to come from Nebraska. Maybe it will. Um, you know, the, the, they're looking at him and they want to bring him in. So I think they're interested in something with him. It could be as a preferred walk-on. It could be to bring him in as an athlete. Um, maybe Nebraska will look elsewhere um, in this recruiting class to see if there's somebody out there that they can't pass up on um, at the quarterback spot. But, I, I, you know, I, I doubt that. Um, generally, the way it works today uh, is that you get one in a in a in a freshman class um, on scholarship at least, and not to say that that Daniel Kalen steps in, or I think there's there's very little chance that he steps in and, and starts at Nebraska in 2024. But if um, if that starting if the 2024 starting quarterback isn't on the roster right now, um, then I think it's most likely that he's coming from the portal and not from uh, as a true freshman. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Mitch Sherman with us from the Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter is where you find him. And Mitch, what are you expecting Saturday uh, from Nebraska Northern Illinois? I do think you'll see Nebraska play better. And I probably said the same thing a week ago after Minnesota that it was the first game and the jitters were out and. Um, that they were they they were going to be motivated to play better and you know we saw it for for one quarter and then another another seven or eight minutes um, or maybe nine or ten minutes uh, till about until about five minutes left in the first half we saw Nebraska play better e- even while they they put some balls on the ground I think the home field's going to help I think the crowd's going to be behind them um, I know the crowd's going to be behind them I, I think they'll feel good uh, about. Um, the task in front of them playing at night at Memorial Stadium is a fun atmosphere. Um, I think they'll have some some energy. They won't have to worry about uh, crowd noise, which was somewhat surprisingly an issue for Nebraska last week at Colorado. Uh, but uh, it's going to be on the on the other side this week. Um, Nebraska's crowd should help it. So I, I think you'll see them play better and um, more clean football. And I, I do think you'll see a Nebraska victory. I'm would imagine at times it's still going to look a little disjointed, but overall, I, I I think people are going to see a better product. Defensively, are you surprised? And we'll get you out on this. Just how well the defense has performed? I'm surprised at how well they've tackled, at how aggressive they've been, at how seamless some of the transition to the new scheme has appeared without playing well. They played a great. They played a very good offense last mm-hmm. week, and you know they got they got beat, they got burned in the second half, especially in the second half, at times. Um, you, know, you can't overlook the 393 passing yards that Shadur Sanders had, but Nebraska also sacked Colorado quarterbacks eight times, and they shut down the run game. So there's some positives to take away from that. More, much, much more positive than negative um, with this Tony White defense, and I'm not. I'm not completely surprised. Um, I, you know, I've I've been intrigued by the by Tony White, um, not just him, but the, some of the defensive coaches that he's put around him. Evan Cooper um, uh, to start with. Um, I think he's a, an outstanding uh, young secondary coach, and and you know White, as I've said, is is a is is a top defensive coordinator. So I would expect that that they I expected that they were going to get results um, and. Uh, it, it's uh, it's happened here in these first couple of games. 
Mitch, we'll catch up with you on Saturday. Thanks for a few minutes today. Okay, good to talk to you guys. Thank you.